This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Glenn Tomrin and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. Jesus is Lord. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. He's a great God. I tell you what. When you give him your life, you're in for a ride. Hallelujah. Like a supernatural ride. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, hope you stretched before you came tonight so you don't pull a muscle. If it kind of gets wild, you know, if you want to run, something like that. You know, it's okay to get excited in church. You know that? It might actually set you free. You know, because uh, uh, I've seen that in my life, too. I kind of had to be primed a little bit because, you know, from my Norwegian background, you know, we're kind of a little bit stiff and like uh, wearing out the back row, <clears throat> you know. We really don't want to create a stir, you know. You, you, you think that everybody's looking at you and the reality is that nobody's looking at you, but that's what you think, right? I don't want to make a fool of myself. Well, uh, if you only knew what you could gain from just yielding to the Holy Ghost. Because the thing is that the only thing that he needs is our cooperation. I said the only thing he needs is our cooperation. He can do the rest. You know, but <clears throat> a lot of times we, we get maybe a, a little stir on the inside, you know, to maybe, maybe it's, a, it's as simple as lifting your hands. Maybe you haven't done that before. You, maybe that's not something that is comfortable to you from your background, whatever, but if you would just listen to him and, and take those steps, he will absolutely set you free. You know, and what he looks for, he just looks for a heart for him. You know, it's not about how long you've been saved. It's not about what you know. You know, as far as having knowledge of the scriptures, you know, being a, a scholar, you know. <clears throat> you don't even need to know how many books there are in the Bible. Only thing you need to do is just act on what he tells you, right? But as you do that, he will manifest himself. And I see that as, as a minister of the gospel, you know. I can either go with the impressions I have on the inside of me and then let him do. Because a lot of times it's like, well, what am I going to do after I do that? If I, if, I, if I feel like I have a word for somebody, well, well, what do I do after I have that first word and I don't have anything else? Well, you're just going to have to trust him, that he loves those people, right? Because he loves the people so much more than I ever could. And he always wants to move. He always wants to set people free. He just needs a vessel. And that's the same for all of us. You know, God will impress on us subtle things, and then it's up to us to obey or not, right? Because he's, he's a pretty awesome God. And, and really, he's not, he's, if you look through Hebrews chapter 11, for instance, you know, look at the people that he chose. A lot of people in there that you, you wouldn't have chosen if you read their resume, right? But it's not about that. It's about the heart. God looks at the heart, and he just needs a, 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 a willing vessel. And he can do the rest. A lot of times we try to qualify ourselves, right? You know, well, I haven't really, you know, I didn't do this good this week, so <clears throat> who am I to pray for somebody? Well, it's not all about you. It's about what he wants to do. And actually, in his eyes, 
you're holy and above reproach anyhow because of the blood of Jesus. You remember a story that Brother Hagin told. He had a, a visitation of Jesus. And, you know, when you get into his presence, you know, you just feel unworthy because he's so holy. And so he fell at his feet and he touched his feet, you know. And he said, nobody as unworthy as me should be able to be in your presence. And Jesus said, get up. He said, my blood made you worthy. He said, stand up on your feet. My blood made you worthy. <clears throat> well, you know, yeah, that goes, goes sideways from what you feel like, but what does the scripture say about what the blood of Jesus has done? He just wants to move. He just wants to bless people. He wants to bless you. And most of the time, we disqualify ourselves because we don't think we're good enough. You know, we disqualify ourselves because, well, you know, I raised my voice this week, you know, to my, my kids or to my wife or whatever, and so, so now you feel all disqualified. I know you're not supposed to do some of those things, but it doesn't disqualify you from receiving blessings from the Lord. One thing he did say, though, he said, be nice to your wife so your prayers are not hindered. So, husbands... Praise the Lord. You know, God is so incredibly good to us. And um, we'll see if I'm ministering what I was thinking I was going to minister on. But I just want to share with you, you know, just what kind of pops out in my heart and things that will help you, you know, uh, to just receive what God has. It's because it's I've struggled with that for so long myself, not feeling like I, I either fit the mold or, or was good enough. You know, because that would always bring up, you know, my past, what well, you knew better, and you still did the wrong thing. And especially if you're struggling with something, overcome whatever it is, you know, and if you fail again and again, you know, your, your, your confidence is like down there <clears throat> because it seems like you, you're never able to whip it. And the devil will bring that up again and again and again. And the only thing that can fix that is the Word of God. I said the only thing that can fix that is the Word of God. Because, you know, he will use condemnation to keep you bound. He will use condemnation to keep you bound. Because if you're all condemned and you have no confidence, you have no faith. You don't even have faith to approach him. Isn't that like the devil? Isn't that just like him to keep you from your heavenly father? He's out to steal, kill, and destroy. And one of his best, best weapons is condemnation. Because it strips you from all confidence. And you draw back instead of drawing near. And so now he knows he has separated you from your solution. Because Jesus is your solution. He will set you free. You know what happens when you get into the presence of the Lord? The Holy Spirit will always reveal what the blood of Jesus has done. The blood of Jesus did what you can never do. The blood of Jesus made you holy. 
and righteous. Actually, as righteous with, with God as Jesus is. You are as right with God as Jesus. You can walk straight into his presence as much as Jesus can. Because you made what? The righteousness of God in him. Second Corinthians 5.21 says that. He made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So now you have access to the very presence of the Father. The only thing that keeps you away from that is how you see it. How you perceive it. You know, God did this because he actually wanted to spend time with you. And he knew that you couldn't do it in your own strength. We see it all through the Old Testament, you know. God revealed, you know, what is right and what is wrong, and they all failed. And so did you. But because of his great mercy, you know, Ephesians 2 verse 4 says, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. And raised us up together, made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Wow. Raised you up with Jesus, seated you with. He says together with, together with. Well, you're together with him. And that needs to be real to you. So you can start to take advantage of all that he did for you. You know, it doesn't please God that you, you, you feel like, well, I'm not worthy. You know, that doesn't please him at all. What pleases him is when you come with your head lifted high and you walk straight into his throne room. And you say, thank you, Father, that you made me righteous and holy and I'm just here to spend some time with you. That's what he wants. That's his heart. You know, when you look at the plan of redemption, he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to. He didn't have to join you to himself. He could have just made you righteous and put you over in the Garden of Eden somewhere, and he could have come down and said hi when he wanted to, right? He could have done whatever he wanted to do. And he did whatever he wanted to do. He joined you to Jesus, who's part of the Godhead. Now you think about that for a minute. I said, you think about that for a minute. Because he wanted you to be part of him. That'll just like, wow. He wanted you right there, as close as possible. He wanted more than a hug. I said he wanted more than a hug. He wanted to be joined to you so you could live forever together as close as possible. So what are we doing? Pulling away and not feeling like we're worthy. Well, that is the scheme of the enemy. That is the scheme of religion to keep you separated from your heavenly father. It's not Bible. I said you won't find it in the Bible. No, no. You read the New Testament. You read the revelation God gave to Paul. That's the reason why the devil wanted to take Paul out. There was a reason why he had him beaten with rods. He had all these religious people that were so concerned about him taking their place. 
not him taking their place, but Jesus, you know, just basically removing them from their high horse. Yeah, he tried to take him out again and again and again. But he wasn't able to. Paul finished his race. He delivered that revelation to the church. To Israel and to the Gentiles. It's the Bible. You know, we need to start believing the Bible. I said we need to start believing what the Bible says. The only way we can start believing is somebody will be bold enough to preach it. And you go home and get your Bible. And you start looking in the Bible. What does the Bible say about me? What does the Bible say about me? It doesn't really matter what anybody else says about you. What does the Bible say about you? And I'm telling you, if you would just put what the Bible says about you in your mouth and you start to agree with God, you're going to see some outworkings of what you're reading. That's what Paul is talking about in Romans chapter 12, the renewing of your mind. You need to renew your mind because, you know, we've been fed all kinds of religious junk, you know, over decades, you know. And, and it's even better if you just come into the church and have no knowledge of nothing. But I'm telling you, it doesn't have to take long. If you would just put the word of God in your mouth, you start to agree with him, then the Holy Ghost has something to work with. And he can reveal to you. And he can, if you would just grab a hold of the power of the blood of Jesus, he can erase your past from your mind. You won't have to battle that your whole life. No, no. He can set you free in a moment. I understand we're going to read the Bible, we're going to renew our minds our whole lives because there's so much to know about what Jesus has done for you. In the same passage in Ephesians chapter 2, it says it's going to take the ages to come for God to show you how kind he has been to you in Christ Jesus. And when you talk about the ages to come, it's going to be even in a, in a sinless atmosphere. It's still going to blow your mind about how good God was to you in Christ. Well, we might as well start to enjoy some of it here. Right? At least live in freedom from fear, in freedom from condemnation, and start to walk in the joy and the peace that Jesus paid for. You serve a very good God. <laughs> and he's so much gooder than you think. This will change your life. And there's a reason why the Lord impressed on Paul to pray for the Ephesians the way he did because he wanted them to know. And he wants you to know. He said, Father, I pray that you will give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The eyes of the understanding being enlightened that they may know 
What is the hope of his calling? What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power, of your power, Father, working towards them who believe? And he likened that to the same power that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. That's the same kind of power that is working towards you if you receive it. And that power is enough to restore your body. It's enough to restore your mind. Jesus was tormented for you. So that fear, kick it out in the name of Jesus. You know what ticks me off? It's the devil. He just tries to bark at you. He tries to, just today, somebody I know that has been called to the healing ministry. And the devil, he starts, and they're starting to take some steps, and the devil is barking in their face. He's giving them symptoms, all kinds of junk. I'm like, no. Back off. But he's always barking, especially when you start to step into some new territory. He tries to just, you know, put something out there that makes you feel disqualified. Why is it not working for you? It is working. And it's going to continue to work. And I'm not just going to me be in freedom, but also people around me are going to be set free because the word is true. Paul said there's a fight to faith. You know what that is? It's not against the devil because the devil is defeated. You don't fight against sickness and disease because all that stuff is under your feet. You fight unbelief and you fight ignorance and you fight fear. Because those are the tools that the devil, the devil will, will, will be able to do some things if you don't know. That's why he put preachers in the body so that people could know. He gave you a book called the Bible so you could know what Jesus has done. And he'll have that fear. And you have condemnation, all that junk that he's trying to throw you away to keep you from walking in the fullness of what God has done and given you. And it just makes me mad because he uses the same stuff on each and every one. He used the same stuff on you to try to make you feel disqualified and back off. He wants you to back off because you know that if you keep moving, it's going to be some stuff he cannot stop. If you keep moving in faith, you are going to not just be free yourself, but you are going to set some other people free. And you're going to change the whole course of your family if you keep moving. So he's going to try to stop you. He's going to try to put all kinds of of, of circumstances in your way, whatever he can do. There's a lot of stuff he can't do, but whatever he can do, he will to try to stop you. That's when you're going to have to make up your mind. It's like, I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping. I'm going to go this all the way. All the way with Jesus. And you will be so glad you did. Yeah, there's a fight to faith. (laughs) Mike Tyson said this. He says, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. (laughs) and 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 that's kind of true because you know you think you know what faith is all about and then you get punched in the face and he's like whoa why is it not working well dude just duck next time right and then then throw throw one at him you know why don't you get the word out
You know, Jesus, it's so interesting. I read this today. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he was baptized by John, right? And uh, the heavens opened. The Holy Ghost came down. And, you know, that's a pretty powerful experience. The Holy Ghost just descends on you, right? And then a voice came out of heaven and says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Well, right after that, he goes into the wilderness. Right after, right after that. And what does the devil do? If you are the son of God, make these stones become bread. Immediately, he tries to sow doubt about who Jesus is. Right after, God himself spoke out of heaven and told him. And it's, the Bible says it was a temptation. Well, if, if the Bible says it was a temptation, it must have been a temptation. To doubt that he was the Son of God. Well, if he did that to Jesus, you think he's going to do that to you? Try to sow doubt about what's yours, what's in you, what you're carrying, the glory of God that is in you. The anointing that God has put on you to minister the gospel is how he works. Tell me how Jesus responded. Tell me, tell me, tell me. It is written. <laughs> so what are you going to tell him when he comes to you and tr tries to sow doubt in your heart regarding your healing? It is written. Surely... Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we were healed. Hallelujah. He himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. By whose stripes, we were healed. I know there's a fight to faith, but it's not that hard to move your mouth. Jesus did the hard part. We just have to stand our ground and we speak the word and we refuse to give him any room. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not, it's, 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 it's not always easy, you know, when there's pain in your body, you're fighting something. But you have to stand your ground. This is what the word says. This is what Jesus has done for me. So now back off. I said back off. And you keep speaking the word. You keep speaking the word. You keep speaking the word. And you will see. Because the word never returns void. You speak the word of God. It will produce what it was sent to produce. I said it will always produce what it was sent to produce. So I sent a text to this friend of mine today. I said, just kick that darkened bog dog in the face. When the devil was trying to, you know, put this sickness on or whatever. Just like, no, no, no. Put your foot down and say no. Remember Smith Wigglesworth, he, he told this story. He was... Uh, uh, at a bus stop and, and this lady was, had her dog following, following her you know, to the bus stop. She was going to get on a bus. She's like, no, shoo, shoo, no, get back home. Get back home. The dog would just stand there and you know, just 
wag its tail like dogs will do, you know. I said, no, 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 go home, go home, you know, you can't go on the bus, you know, go home. And the dog was just not listening. And then she just stomped her foot and she said, get. And guess what happened? He ran home. And then Smith said, he says, that's exactly what he got to do with the devil. You have to put your foot down. No, you're not seeing if it's working. It is working. You're not checking to see if the word is true. God said it. God is not even, he's not even capable of telling a lie. So you just speak the word and refuse anything else. Kind of like it up in here. It's kind of nice. I'm about to walk the pews. <laughs> you know, because the thing is, we have to take our place. We have to take our authority. And, and, and just quit letting the devil have room. He loves the wiggle room. He loves the, he loves the what ifs. What if it don't work? Well, maybe you need to do this, you know, just in case it doesn't work. If you keep on in that whole deal, you will be there your whole life. And I'm telling you, you will not walk in what God has given you with the what ifs. No, you have to make up your mind that the word of God is absolute truth. And you can't back away from it because if you start to give, give the devil any ground or doubt any ground, where does it stop? It never stops. I said it never stops. It won't stop even if, 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 if you walk away from faith altogether. You know, it doesn't stop. The devil is just out to steal, kill, and destroy. He's there to put doubt in your heart and in your mind to get you to back off. Because if he can get you to back off, guess what? There's people watching you. Well, I thought they were part of this faith church or they were part of this faith stuff and it's like, well, I guess it don't work. No, no. No, we're not of those that draw back. No, no. No, no. We live by faith. We walk by faith and we're going to take some territory. I said we're going to take some territory. Because God put this church here for a reason. And I'm so excited about what God is going to do in this place. He's like, well, you're going into a different... Yes, but that doesn't change anything about what God is going to do here. God has people in place here, and I see there's a greater anointing on them to do it than it would be on me because I'm not called to do it. They are. We all have our place, and you need to take yours. I said we all have our place, and you have to take your place in this plan that God has for this place, there's a reason why you are here. And don't let anybody tell you it needs to take time. No, why don't you just start walking in faith? Because people have been so-called walking with Jesus for 30 years and not accomplished anything does not mean that you have to walk with him for 30 years before you can start doing something. The disciples walked with Jesus for three years. And they turned the world upside down. It doesn't have to take long. You just have to act like the word is true. The word is true. The word always produces what it said it will produce. Come on now. 
I can tell we're on the same page. I can tell there's faith in this place. I said I can tell there's faith in this place. Paul wrote to Timothy. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, I'm going to look that up here because you need to be encouraged. Thank you, Jesus, for helping us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for helping us. You know, second epistle to Timothy was uh, written in Rome, Paul in prison. You know, just a short while before he was uh, martyred, executed. And he was writing Timothy, you know, a son in the faith. And it's evident that Timothy needed some encouragement. I'm going to start reading here in 2 Timothy 1. One, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, a beloved son. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers forefathers did as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day greatly desiring to see you being mindful of your tears that I may be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you which dwelt first in your grandmother Lewis and your mother Eunice and I'm persuaded is in you also there's a reason why he had to encourage Timothy that his faith was genuine I'm telling you tonight, your faith is genuine. I said your faith is genuine. Genuine faith. Real faith in a real God. Faith that'll move mountains. He says, therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I want you to be encouraged tonight about what lies ahead. Because you have a great part. Each and every one of you, you have a great part in what God is going to do through this church. Because he's going to set people free. You're going to see people healed. You're going to see people filled with the Spirit of God. You're going to see fear leave. You're going to see the love of God just completely transform lives. Just in the twinkling of an eye. It might be when you're praying for somebody out in the foyer. It might be that you're just down in Carson doing whatever you're doing. Or you're out in, in, in Council Bluff somewhere. Your heart goes out to somebody. You don't know why, but you just go with the compassion and you go over to them and say, hey, can I pray for you? Or wherever the, the, the Lord lays on your heart. He's gonna start to set people free. He's gonna start, start to deliver people. It's his heart, he loves people. And he's gonna do it through you. 
I said he's going to do it through you. Because Jesus qualified you. He made you absolutely holy and righteous and able to set people free. It's not just for the minister. Yes, it is for the minister, but it's not just for them. It's for the body of Christ. I said it's for the body of Christ to reveal the love of God everywhere that they go. And I know it's going to happen. Do you mind sitting down by the piano, Linda? And I just want us all to just look to heaven for a minute as she plays. And then we'll see where we go from here. God is so good. Father, we thank you so much. Oh, Father, you're so good. You're so good, so merciful, Father God. Thank you. Thank you, Father. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Father, these are your people. And you said, but two or three are gathered in your name. You're there. So I invite you, Father, to minister to your people, to their hearts. Hallelujah. I ask you, Father, to reveal to the people here, Father God, their place. And work on their hearts, Father, for them to see their value and their worth. And how much you love them, Father. How much you value them, Father God. I want the ones that, you know, we had that, the Lord actually impressed early on in the service, forgetting the things that are behind you and looking forward because there's victory in your future. And I want to just invite the ones that feel like, you know what, I'm going to do that. I'm just going to go for what God has for me, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take some steps into the new.
Because there's great victory in the future for those that will take the step, that will access this grace that God already has put upon you. And sometimes it's good to just take a step, you know, in the natural. And so I'd just like to invite you to come forward, you know. This is between you and, and Jesus. And I'll pray for the ones I feel impressed to pray for, you know. Uh, but just come to the altar. If you feel like, you know what, I'm, I just want to take a step and, and you know, I'm going to forget all the stuff that's in the past. I'm going to forget the old. I'm going to step into the new, what God has for me. I'm going to leave. And if there's any, any hurts, anything in the past, you need to just leave in the past. Now is a good time. I said, now is a good time. I said, now is a good time. Leave it in the past and step into the new. Hallelujah. 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 Whoo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, there is grace to run the race. Ha ha. Whoo, there is grace to run the race. Great grace over and above anything you could have asked for or imagined. Because your God is over and above anything you could have ever imagined. Mm, thank you, Father. Oh, ha ha, brindolor, bishtakala, lindididishtri. Ha 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 oh father yes 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 broken hearts mended right here right here fear is leaving because it is a new time and a new hour Hallelujah. you have to leave 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 the weights you know condemnation can be a weight that'll hold you back and hold you down. You know there are things that are 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 you know they're, they're not sins, they're just weights. Just weights, cares, 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 leave them. Jesus. 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 You know, he looks to the heart. All he needs is a willing heart. A humble heart, a heart that is for him. Yielded to the master. Yielded to the master. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Father. Hmm. Your anointing. Your anointing, Father. Your love. Your love. Your love. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Be bold with the things that he shows you. Yeah, just go ahead and act on it and see how big God is. Just go ahead and act on it and see how big your God is. <laughs> glory. Woo, glory. 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 The glory of God will manifest. Simple acts of obedience. Simple acts of obedience will release the very glory of God. We'll release the glory of God. I said we'll release the glory of God. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Linda, why don't you sing something? Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Praise. Praise to you, Jesus. We love your presence, Lord. We love you so much. We're so grateful, Father, that you called us to walk with you. Oh, Father, we're so grateful for your love. So grateful, Father God, for your care that you've kept us, Father God, and that you're going to keep on keeping us, Father, until we meet Jesus when he comes again. Oh, Father, thank you for your sweet, sweet presence in this place. And Father, thank you, hallelujah, for what you have done and will be doing, Father God, in each and everyone's heart here today. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus is wonderful. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Praise the Lord. Well, it's 8.17, so now we're going as long as the financial class. I mean, get some latitude these days, right? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, let's take up our offering and... Uh, then we'll dismiss.